Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to The Savage Nation. Uh, we want to hear about the insanity of Nancy Pelosi. We want to know why Pelosi is not in, in handcuffs. And we're going to talk about her violating the Constitution and spitting on America over and over and over. And we're going to talk about that in many different ways. Now, the first thing you've got to know about Pelosi's madness is that there's a deviant behind her. There's a devious Harvard lawyer who came up with this whole uh, crackpot scheme to not send the impeachment articles to the Senate for a vote. And that crazy man, that devious Harvard lawyer, has a name. His name is Lawrence Tribe, T-R-I-B-E. I think he cleverly calls himself Treeb, but it's spelled Tribe. He is a diminutive character who thought he would be on the Supreme Court by now had Hillary Clinton won. He is filled with a malice towards Trump that exceeds that of Nancy Pelosi, if you can imagine. And that is because although Pelosi is the most powerful woman in the world, Tribe is nothing but a loser Harvard professor. When had Trump lost the election in 2016 and Hillary won, why Hillary would have selected this diminutive loser from Harvard to be on the Supreme Court. So Treb comes up with this cockamamie idea of hold off on transmitting the articles of impeachment to the Senate. And he writes this. I read this in the Washington Post months ago. I pulled it for you because you have to understand why they're doing it from the point of view of their deviant minds. He writes, such an approach could have both tactical and substantive benefits. It could strengthen Schumer's hand in bargaining over trial rules. Okay. On a substant substantive level, says Tribe, it would be justified to withhold going forward with a Senate trial. Under the current circumstances, such a proceeding would fail to render a meaningful verdict of acquittal. What? So now he's judge, jury, and hangman. You don't understand something about the left that you may be learning. They're all insane dictators. They are the dictators that you have feared your whole life. He just said under the current circumstances, meaning the Democrats don't control the Senate, a proceeding like this would fail to render a meaningful verdict of acquittal. Now here's the kicker line. It would also fail to inform the public which has the right to know the truth about the conduct of its president. Is there anyone listening to the Savage Nation today who can tell me that we haven't had it up to our ears and our eyeballs with testimony against this president? Well, you know it's all a lie, and you say, well, that's politics as usual. No, you are wrong. You are wrong. This is not politics as usual. This is gangsterism as usual. Do we have the soundbite that I asked for now? Can we play that one? Let's hear it. By the way, I saw some, I didn't see it, but I heard some of what Mitch McConnell said today. And it reminded me that our founders, when they wrote the Constitution, uh, they suspected that there could be a rogue president. I don't think they suspected that we could have a rogue president and a rogue leader in the Senate well, at the same time. How about a gangster time. House yes, speaker? Any other questions on any of Anybody want to talk about uh, Mexico free trade agreement? Anybody See, care about that? She won't take Jobs, questions. the American people. Right, turn her off. Turn, turn her off. Turn her off. Turn her off. The queen of mean. Not only is she horrendous to America and to the Constitution, which she has shredded, stamping on it with her vicious high heels, but here she is not taking questions from the press, and she tops it by saying to them, when even the idiots in the press start to ask questions about her little tactic, she says, this is starting to sound like another country. I'm not taking any questions. Can you believe this? I want to ask you, this is a talk show. This is not a monologue show. It's a talk show. All radio shows are talk shows. If you, as American voters, and I don't know who you are. I don't know what side you're on. I would assume most of you are on the side of Trump, but I don't know. Many of you are not. If the American people, including you, the listeners of this radio show, 
could vote on impeachment today, would you vote to convict Donald Trump or acquit Donald Trump? And on what grounds would you convict him or acquit him? And the phone number is simple. It's 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. There is no more compelling question for the American people today than what you think about this impeachment gambit on the part of the desperate Democrats. But again, it's a talk show. It's freedom of speech. If the American people, including you, could vote on impeachment today, would you vote to convict or acquit? And you got to say why. Don't just say a convict or acquit. Tell me why. That means you would have to have an informed opinion. Okay? Now, the swamp mistress, as she is being called by the New York Post, who dressed in black yesterday for the historic vote, is not only laughable, but she's actually pathetic. Did you also see the picture? of the Washington Post reporters laughing and clinking glasses and sending out a postcard entitled Celebrating Merry Impeachment, Impeachments. Do you understand that we don't have a press in America anymore, especially that owned by Jeff Bezos of the Amazon Post? Trump campaign manager rips Washington Post reporters celebrating Merry Impeachments. We have no press. It's worse than it ever was in the Soviet Union. Worse than Izvestia, worse than Pravda. It's, it's that bad. And yet we're sitting here living through it. So I'm going to ask you again, if you could vote, would you vote to acquit or convict and on what basis? And now I want to tell you something that others have to say about this. I sent this question to a very intelligent man, a very fine novelist, Jeff Rovin. I've had him on the show before. And I said, Jeff, can you explain to me what Pelosi's delaying tactic devised by Lawrence Tribe is meant to achieve? How do they win by doing this? And Jeff, who lived through the Clinton impeachment in Washington, said this. The Speaker of the House may not dictate terms to the Senate, period. In its own way, this kind of obstruction is exactly what the Dems absurdly accused the president of doing, dictating terms to Congress. He writes this, Pelosi is afraid, and rightly so, that her poorly, poorly researched, misbegotten document will be quickly shredded in the Senate, as it should be. She is further afraid that Senator Graham won't even let it get that far, because the document is based on hearsay, not fact. He has every legal right as chair of the judiciary to have it dismissed out of hand. End of impeachment possibly before the end of this month. That will make Pelosi, her cause, and her party look as small and ineffectual as they, in fact, are. Moreover, he writes, perhaps most important, if Pelosi holds on to the articles until next year, into the primary season, she gives the Dem presidential candidates a talking point instead of having to explain a complete misfire. They can blame the GOP Senate for wanting to cover for the president, Instead of telling the truth, Senate Republicans are preserving our system of government from an all-out attack by Pelosi and the illegitimate Dems. I added that. This is the single most inane and destructive activity our republic has seen in over a century, writes Jeff Rovin, a master novelist who wrote many of the Tom Clancy novels, by the way, who's been around a long time and has lived through the Clinton impeachment. I'll have more to say about this. We have special guests today to discuss this. And I will take your calls right now on the Savage Nation. Again, the question is, if you could vote, would you vote to convict or acquit? But tell me why. Tell me why. Tom in Florida, you want to uh, convict the president. Why? Tell us why. Yes, sir. Conviction. Um, I'll take Michael Pence over Donald Trump any day of the week. Sir, sir, sir. Tell us why you would convict. Use of power, sir, but also for... Many other things that Sir, Tom, stop for a minute or I'm going to hang up on you. You were given an audience of, of a lot of people, and you were told when you called the show, would you vote to convict or acquit, and why? Tell us why you would convict him. Convict, because he has abused his power. How? He's done many other I things. said how. Say how. How? Well, he, he, he withheld funding that was approved by Congress. No, he did not. He gave the fun- no. He gave the funding to Ukraine. The Javelin missiles went to Ukraine. Next, next point. Okay. You, you, no, don't say okay. You're wrong. 
No, I'm what did o- what did Obama send our great ally Ukraine? Tell me what he sent them. What's that? What's got? No, I said to you, what did he send them? Obama. You keep bringing up Obama. What? The- yeah, I'll bring up Obama. Obama sent them blankets and pillows. You schmuck, you. Get the hell off my show. You're polluting the airwaves, you idiot. I'm trying to show you here how uninformed, misinformed, and stupid the Democrats are. The man doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. I gave you an open mic, and I'm going to give it to you again. If you want to convict Trump or you want to acquit Trump, 855-400-SAVAGE. I'm trying not to get excited. I'm still recovering uh, from something, and I don't intend to blow a, a fuse today. But when I have a schmuck like that, a swamp rat from Florida, who doesn't know his ass from Denny's, how can the man get on a national radio show and not know what he's talking about? He didn't even know the facts. He said Trump withheld aid to Ukraine. No, the 400 and some odd million dollars went to corrupt Ukraine for their Javelin missiles, our great ally. All of a sudden, Ukraine is our great ally. You hear this? A great ally in a war. What war? There is no war. Whoa, what, what stupidity out there. Okay, let's go on. I'll hear what the rest of the people have to say out there. California, Pete, line three, acquit or convict? Go ahead, please. I would acquit him. He's innocent because these charges are unconstitutional. The Constitution requires a crime for impeachment. I'm a history buff, Michael. I love your show. And no federal official, no ambassador, no judge, hell, not even a postmaster, nobody has been impeached unless they committed a crime. This is incredible, unconstitutional precedent. So you're a history buff, which means you actually read when the caller who called last probably can't even read a label on a can of beans. Yes, sir. The only time an impeachment was even attempted, it was not passed, it was attempted was, and I think it was 1803, 1804, against uh, Samuel Chase, the Supreme Court justice. And it failed. And the reason? There was no crime. Let me ask you something. Could a Speaker of the House be impeached? Could a Speaker of the House be impeached? I don't know, sir. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold because in the House it wouldn't pass because she controls the, uh, she controls the mice and the other uh, vermin uh, on the Democrat side. All right. Here we have it. This is the show for today. Like it or not, there's no other topic of any importance whatsoever. This devastation of our nation by Nancy Pelosi. And I got to go to a tweet or two that I made that are very important to insert right now. I want to look at them right now. I don't remember them exactly. I want to get them right. First of all, she's a mad woman. She's an insanely mad woman. I don't mean just angry. I mean totally insane. Forget the eyes. Forget the Botox jokes. I wrote a novel years ago called Abuse of Power, which was a common phrase prior to my using it. But I have to quote Lord Acton of England, who wrote that power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. He wrote it knowing that an absolutely mad woman named Pelosi would one day take the gavel. Michael Savage, a host like no other. You know, it's already December, already December. It's late December. And as much as we love getting seasonal, this month can be a bit stressful, too. We all have a long list of things to do. Life insurance may be one of the things way down on your list. Probably pushed it away, right? Policy Genius might be able to help you cross it right off your list. Why? They'll find you the right life insurance at the best price and do all the work to help you get covered. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy for you. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. You hearing me now? So if you need life insurance but aren't sure where to start, why not start at PolicyGenius.com? It only takes a few minutes to find the right life insurance policy, apply, and cross another thing off your to-do list. Policy genius. When it comes to life insurance, it's nice to get it right. Policygenius.com. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. They said impeachment was so urgent that it could not even wait for due process, but now they're content to sit on their hands. 
This is really mm -hmm. comical. Democrats' own actions concede that their allegations are unproven. The articles aren't just unproven, they're also constitutionally incoherent. Incoherent. Frankly, if either of these articles is blessed by the Senate, we could easily see the impeachment of every future president of either party. Amen. Let me say that again. If the Senate blesses this historically low bar, we will invite the impeachment of every future president. Boy, is he ever right. You know, a lot of us have criticized and mocked McConnell for being a rhino over the years. We've called him a lot of names, a gobbler or whatever, the turtle. It's not funny. And what's important here is that when the time came and he was facing the guns of the enemy, he stood up and fired back. This guy is the real McCoy. He's tough as nails and he's smart as can be. He didn't become Speaker of the uh, Senate because he's stupid or weak. Yes, I understand on certain policy issues we don't like what he's done, like on immigration and the budget, but let's put that aside. This is now the critical issue of our life because, as he said, if we let Pelosi's gang get away with this, why every president in the future can be impeached for policy differentials. Do you want that? Now, Pelosi is an unusual character in many different ways. I have to remind you, that she has skeletons in her closet. And I, for the life of me, do not understand why the issue of Tonopah and the $737 million in loan guarantees to her brother-in-law has not come up. I don't understand it. There was an article in the Washington Examiner years ago, 2011, calling it crony capitalism. Crony capitalism. $737 million in green jobs loan given to Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law. It said, despite the growing Solyndra scandal yesterday, the Department of Energy under Obama approved $1 billion in new loans to green energy companies, including a $737 million loan to Nancy Pelosi's brother-in-law. Now, as far as I know, it was perfectly legal. However, it's certainly questionable. Where did the money go? Where did the $737 million go? During the Obama administration, this was a kickback scheme. Obama used kickback schemes day and night. They gave, I think, $500 million to Solyndra, which was then kicked back to Democrat politicians, and then Solyndra conveniently declared bankruptcy. That was not impeachable? Now, will the American people understand the subtleties of this? Will they care? Or are they simply so hateful of Donald Trump's borders, language, and culture agenda, as mild as that may be, that they'd rather see an innocent man impeached and half of America told to go to hell simply because they hate him and they hate us because of the insane rage that has been bubbling up owing to so many different currents of deceit. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Hey, if you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, this is the time to do it. Why? Because burglaries spike during the holiday season. With families traveling and leaving empty homes and expensive gifts around, Simply Safe's holiday sale could not come at a better time. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and family. There's a smart lock and video doorbell pro to defend your front door. And an army of sensors and cameras that guards every window, door, and room in your home. Now look, if there's a break-in, they can give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens, while it's happening. So police respond up to 3.5 times faster. It's no surprise to me that Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine Editor's Choice Awards. Are you listening now? Simply Safe has created a holiday offer with my listeners in mind. But it ends December 31st. They rarely give away stuff like this. They rarely do deals this big. Now's your chance. Visit simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage. That's simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage. And you'll find out just how much you'll save. Remember, the sale ends December 31st. You want total home security? Go to simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage. Protect yourself simplysafe.com slash Michael Savage. 
Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Savings, that was the worst part of Obamacare. Uh, we take care of pre-existing conditions. They're not going to be able to do that. We're doing things that nobody's ever done before. And our country has never done better. So we're really happy about it. And we're really happy to have Jeff on board. And we think in 2020, based on the polls, I just saw a poll came out in USA Today yesterday where I'm beating every candidate by a lot. I guess most of you saw it. Not that USA Today is a friend of mine, because they're not. But they had a poll, and it was uh, me against their top candidates on the other side. And I'm beating everybody by a lot. And I All think right, that's we'll, we'll break we're away from the anyway. president speaking in his own defense right now, because I think we need to hear from the people on this uh, historic day and historic time in American history when a madwoman acting like an imperious monster overrides all the rules of impeachment, overrides the rules of the Senate, overrides the Article 1, Section 3 about impeachment, and says, you know what, screw them, I'm not sending it on to the Senate for a vote because they're not going to do what I want. In essence, what is she doing? What this mad woman, what this power-mad Pelosi is doing is trying to control the U.S. Senate. She's not a senator. She is a congresswoman. As important as she may be, she's not all important. This is how the Founding Fathers set it up. Separation of powers. Even the, the uh, Congress is divided between the House and the Senate. For those of you who know that, of course, it's basic knowledge. House goes to the Senate. They send it on to the Senate. So I ask you, the people, if you could vote on impeachment today, up and down vote, and it was a one-question vote, do you vote to impeach, to convict or acquit President Trump of the charges that were leveled against him, of the charges that were leveled against him, uh, what would it be? And please try to explain it. Don't just say I'd vote because I'm a Democrat or I'd vote because I'm a Why would you do it? Craig in Pittsburgh, welcome to the Savage Nation. Would you convict or acquit and why? I would impeach, uh, convict, and abuse of power, or uh, abuse of power for um, not uh, obeying, uh, well, first holding back the money. Oh, wait, sir, wait a minute, stop. Not obeying? Obeying who? That would, that would be the second one. When he Craig, stop for a minute, please. You would convict President Trump for what charge? For the obstruction of Congress or whatever that one was. Well, wait a minute. You just said you know what you're talking about. How did he obstruct Congress? He didn't show up. They asked him nicely. They prayed for him. They prayed for him? Nancy was and you, you believe that Nancy Pelosi actually... You believe that that swamp mistress prays? Oh, I believe everything she says. Well, that's because you're a brainwashed individual. But let me ask you this, since you're so knowledgeable about the Constitution. Oh, I don't know. Well, go ahead. Uh, which, which division of Congress has the sole authority to try all impeachments. Do you know that? Uh, Senate. Oh, the Senate. Yeah. So who's so who's abusing power right now, Craig? Uh, all, well, probably, um, well, uh, to be honest, it's probably Schumer. But, but Okay, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. It shows you that even a brainwashed Democrat, at, at, when push comes to shove, may admit the truth. And he finally did. She is doing exactly what she says Trump didn't do, which is she's abusing her power and she's abusing Congress. Let me be very clear. The Constitution is absolutely 100% crystal clear about the Senate's authority. Article 1, Section 3 says this. It's simple. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. Not uh, Nancy Solyndra. Not Nancy Tonopah. Not Nancy Pacific Heights, not Nancy the Imperious, the U.S. Senate. That's all. I don't know what she's on. I don't know what she's not on, but I know that she's drunk on her own power. But, you know, you be the judge. Acquit or convict. I like the last caller because at least he was willing to admit he may have had it wrong. At least he was willing to engage in a dialogue with me, which is very unusual in America today. Let's go to the next caller. Texas, Adrian, line four, acquit or convict? Go ahead, please. Acquit. There was no crime, but there was no reason for Trump to bring up Joe Biden during that call. He's his own worst enemy in my book. Well, okay, I agree with you up to a point, but let me ask you, as the president of the United States, 
a country as shaky as Ukraine, known to be as corrupt as they come on the planet, is scheduled to receive over $400 million in, in foreign aid, in this case to buy weapons or something, wouldn't you as chief executive want to know who's receiving the money? I do, and, and I think that he was absolutely right. I don't find anything wrong with it. But with so many people after you the way they are, why do you have to bring up Joe Biden? And- All right. So, in other words, it was indelicate and not thought through, and I agree with that. However, he had every right to find out where the money was going, didn't he? Yes. We both agree on that already, of course. Yes. Especially when you know that, that uh, Biden's son is a corrupt uh, uh, character. He has a history of corruption. So, so in other words, he's saying, is any of the money going to him? Is he on the board? How do we know that Biden's son wasn't on the board of the munitions company receiving the uh, the Javelin missiles? And the thing is, doctors, that enough people can see that for what it is, a pay-to-play because of his father. I understand, but Trump hurt, hurt. Biden even boasted that he cut off a billion dollars to someone who wouldn't do what he wanted. You talk about corruption. That that is one hundred percent. But the you know the, the the media, the mainstream media, won't call him out on it. But there's enough people like you. And enough- there is no media. We have no media. We've lost the media. We lost it a long time ago. And the most telling picture is that of the Washington Post reporters, uh, Mary Impeachmas, smiling and laughing and clinking glasses. But- How much worse does it get when a newspaper of that Savage. former uh, that former status reverts down to the level of a junior high school? But, okay, we agree it's a quit. Again, I'm open to those say convict, but I wish I could hear why. I'd like to know what Trump did that is worthy of the serious um, issue that we're talking about, impeachment. You may hate him. You may not like his style. You can't stand his brusqueness. You don't like how he sweeps people. You hate how he insults people. But do you have any idea how serious impeachment is? Constitution is absolutely clear. The Senate has authority. Simply, Article 1, Section 3, the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. That's it. What happens then? Chief Justice presides over a trial, which is about the president. But the Senate makes the rules, not the power-mad Nancy Pelosi. Who controls the Senate? Is it power-mad Pelosi? No. The Senate is controlled by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican Kentucky. He regards what the House has done with total contempt right now. Do you understand that? She lost. In other words, she did the best she could. She took her best shot. It's now out of her hands. So this cockamamie lunatic, Harvard professor, this frustrated loser, who's now only a teacher, beating students up with grades, Lawrence Treve, a Harvard lawyer who would have been a Supreme Court nominee had Hillary won, is so crazy with hatred for Trump that a few months ago he comes up with an idea to stop uh, passing and don't pass it on to the Senate. He's the one who did it. He's the one who sent it on to Pelosi. So she jumped on it. She said, oh, wow, what a great idea that Larry came up with at Harvard. Larry's a genius. Let, let's get him on the phone. And then Larry, the little man over at Harvard, says, don't send it on. Uh, hold it off. And he gives cockamamie Harvard reasons why. And uh, he's all wrong. He's just a jealous, frustrated lawyer at Harvard. But what do you think, the American people? That's what I'm, I'm interested in. The president just spoke, but let's take another soundbite for a minute. That's so important. There's so many things to do. McConnell went on in a brilliant manner in clip number four, Robert, number four, please. Let's listen to him there. The House Democrats' allegations, as presented, are incompatible with our constitutional order. They're unlike anything that's ever been seen in 230 years of this republic. House Democrats want to create new rules for this president because they feel uniquely enraged. But long after the partisan fever of this moment has broken, the institutional damage will remain. That's what he's saying. And that means, let's say Trump wins a second term, which he will do. And then after that, he has to step down because of term limits. And let's say a Democrat wins. That Democrat could be impeached the first day he arrives in the White House. The same way Trump was impeached before he was inaugurated by this gangster regime under Pelosi. I wrote a book. I wrote a lot of books. 
because I'm an author. That's what I do. A barber cuts hair, a talk show host talks, and an author writes books. Some are authors and talk show hosts. I was writing books long before I was a talk show host. Many books on many subjects because I'm very interested in many subjects. And I feel a written word is a powerful word. It's kind of permanent in a way. I wrote a book in 2018, published in 2018, entitled Stop Mass Hysteria, America's Insanity from the Salem Witch Trials to the Trump Witch Hunt. I was pleased to see that yesterday the president said he was subjected to the equivalent of the Salem Witch Trials. Apparently his speechwriters finally saw the cover of my book. But I want to read you the opening to that book. It's one or two sentences. And it says, hatred is in the air. We're living in an age of hate in which mental pollution is worse than air pollution. The most accessible and comprehensive of all unifying agents, hatred is spreading like a virus into all too willing hosts. It unifies knee-jerk liberals, no matter what their other differences. Hatred of conservatives, hatred of Trump, hatred of his voters, is just one of the many cases of mass hysteria infecting American society today, but it is likely the most destructive. That's the book. It was way ahead of its time. It was not allowed on Fox News or any of the Soviet media outlets. I'll be right back. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got savage! This week wasn't even the first time House Democrats have introduced articles of impeachment. It was actually the seventh time. They started less than six months after the president was sworn in. They tried to impeach President Trump for being impolite to the press, for being mean to professional athletes, for changing President Obama's policy on transgender people in the military. Mm -hmm. All of these things were high crimes and misdemeanors, according to Democrats. McConnell's doing a brilliant job. Now, here's the thing. The Senate can acquit even if the House withholds articles of impeachment, according to Joel Pollack of Breitbart, who studied this in great detail. Senate can acquit even if House withholds articles of impeachment. The question is, why would they not do that? There are other questions about this whole thing that had me a little disturbed. Again, remember the title of the show, The Savage Nation. It's based upon the title of the book, Plato's Republic. When I first created this show 25 years ago, the title of the show was created called The Savage Nation, based upon Plato's Republic. In the great seminal work, Plato's Republic, Plato instructs the masses in his country at that time, ancient Greece, that what we are seeing are just shadows on the wall. We actually do not see the players. We do not see what they're actually doing. We don't really know what Pelosi is doing. All we're seeing are the shadows on the wall. But for that matter, we don't know what McConnell or Trump are actually doing. All we see are the hand puppets and their shadows on the wall. We do know that this impeachment facade has benefited both parties financially. Let me say that again. Savage says impeachment charade has benefited both parties financially. They're both rolling in fundraising. They're also spending, not like drunken sailors, but but like drunken Ukrainians who just received a Joe Biden's son on, a, on, a, on a, a bar bender. They're spending like mad. They're bankrupting the nation. It's like King Ludwig II bankrupting the nation. Both parties are rolling like pigs in fat, or like pigs in mud, rather. So while we are looking <clears throat> at the shadows on the wall taking sides on this impeachment, I, as a neutral observer, in many ways, I am a neutral observer, by the way. I know you say you're partisan. I am, certainly. I don't want communists or socialists to win. In that regard, I'm uh, not neutral. But really, I'm a neutral observer, and I'm telling you, we're seeing the shadows on the wall, and they're letting this go on as long as they can, so they can continue to hoodwink the poor American taxpayer. Shame on all of them. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. 
Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters. We must not overturn an election and remove a president from office except to defend our system of government or our constitutional liberties against a dire threat. And we must not do so without an overwhelming consensus of the American people. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties and opposed by the other. Such an impeachment will produce the divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come and will call into question the very legitimacy of our political institutions. Well, they say that a stopwatch is right twice a day, and that's Jerry Nadler 21 years ago where he said the effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters. And Jerry was right. Now, of course, they just did exactly what he said they should never do. That's because they're liars and hypocrites. And Pelosi is a power-mad harridan. Probably the most power-mad person in the history of America is Nancy Pelosi. Not only did she waste America's time with this uh, and screw the American people to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, but no one's asking questions about her. Why is she suddenly the cleanest politician in America? Now, we have no reason to believe that she broke the law uh, when her brother-in-law received contracts, solar contracts under Obama, to the tune of $737 million, as pointed out in the Washington Examiner in 2011. There's no reason to question that. I'm sure it's perfectly legal, but it certainly raises questions, doesn't it? Why would a woman who has done so well with the American political system be so brazen in her, let us say, attacks upon half of America? Never forget that by ripping the president to shreds on lies which have failed, she's now withholding the articles of impeachment from the Senate, who has the ultimate authority in trying the president on impeachment. Not her, not her with the mad power, power madness, not her, but the Senate. So she's saying to the Senate, because I don't like your rules, I'm going to hold back the articles of impeachment until you change the rules to my will. This is insanity. It's power madness. It's corruption of the worst type. But I will remind you what uh, was written today in Breitbart by a very bright man, Joel Pollack. who said the Senate can acquit even if the House withholds articles of impeachment. And it's true. The Constitution is clear about the Senate's authority, Article 1, Section 3 says the following, quote, It's really a short line. The old guys were smart. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. End of story. And yet Pelosi said we're not turning over the articles of impeachment because she knows she's going to lose until she changes the rules. Can you believe this? Now, Tulsi Gabbard, who is pretty good, I, I like her, of course. She's still a liberal, but I still like her. She served in Iraq. She's very smart. She doesn't go along with Pelosi's madness. She voted present. She didn't vote one way or the other. Listen to clip 24 of why Tulsi Gabbard says why she voted present. Listen. So after doing my due diligence and reviewing the 658-page impeachment report, I came to the conclusion that I could not in good conscience vote either yes or no. I am standing in the center and decided to vote present. I could not in good conscience vote against impeachment because I believe President Trump is guilty of wrongdoing. I also could not in good conscience vote for impeachment because removal of a sitting president must not be the culmination of a partisan process fueled by tribal animosities that have so gravely divided our country. Could you believe that a Democrat politician who is hated hated by the Pelosi machine in San Francisco because of her refusal to knuckle under to the mad woman of Pacific Heights. Listen to 25 here again is the only independent congresswoman on the Democrat side. Number 25, please. So when I cast my vote in support of the impeachment inquiry nearly three months ago, I said that in order to maintain the integrity of this solemn undertaking, it must not be a partisan endeavor. 
Tragically, that's what it has been. My vote today is a vote for much needed reconciliation and hope that together we can heal our country. Let's work side by side, seeking common ground to usher in a bright future for the American people and our country. Now, she should be the Speaker of the House, but she won't be because she's not corrupt enough to have gotten there. She never benefited from her position, so far as anyone knows. There's no scandal surrounding her in her background uh, or in her lineage. And apparently that's what it takes to get where you uh, have to go in this country, particularly on one side of the aisle. What's interesting here is the charade on the part of the Democrats. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi, the worst actress in American history, uh, wore all black as she... uh, you know, pretend that she was so sad to be doing this to America. And, of course, the low-life vermin Hollywood celebs, if you want to call them celebrities, were celebrating today, and so was the Washington Post. But yesterday they put on a big act, devastated to be impeaching Trump. Listen to clip number one if you want to hear a comedy show. We gather today under the dome of this temple of democracy oh, to God. exercise one of the most solemn powers that this body can take. It's with Pew. solemn purpose today that I vote to impeach. Madam Speaker, it is with a solemn sense of duty that I write. Madam Speaker, as we take this solemn, necessary solemn. step of impeaching solemn. President Trump. I rise on this solemn occasion. Impeaching solemm. the president is one of the most solemn and consequential. Solemn. I cast this solemn vote for the many individuals in my solemn. district. Members of Congress swear a solemn oath to protect solemn. and defend the Constitution the against all enemies, solemn. foreign and domestic. And today we fulfill our oath. Madam Speaker, I rise with a heavy heart to support this resolution. I rise today with a heavy heart. It is with a heavy heart, but a resolved one. Madam Speaker, it is with a heavy heart heart. and a profound sense of the gravity of this moment (laughs) that I rise today in support of the impeachment. Madam Speaker, I rise with a heavy heart. Heavy heart. The two most difficult uh, votes any member of Congress ever has to cast to to vote to go to war are to impeach. Today... As Speaker of the House, I solemnly and sadly open the debate. This is a very sad day, and I do not take impeachment lightly. I'm saddened, but I'm not shocked. It's with profound sadness that I stand here today. It is a sad day in America. Today, sadly, we are voting to impeach President Donald John Trump. Yes, I am saddened, but I'm not shocked. Y tristemente, estamos presentes considerando las acciones. Send him back. Send him back. Okay. Solemn, heavy heart, sadly. Today they're clinking glasses. The swamp mistress has struck. The swamp mistress has struck. The question is, what happens next? Well, it's anyone's guess. The Senate could vote to acquit without them. They could withhold their articles of impeachment, and Pelosi could uh, smoke them for Christmas. She could grind up her articles of impeachment and put them into a pipe a bung pipe with uh, Dianne Feinstein, and the Senate could still vote to acquit. Well, I don't know why they would uh, when they are making so much money off the impeachment. I mean, Republicans have never rolled in so much money, nor the Dems. They're doing great because we, the American people, are so upset by this that the box office of the impeachment trial is uh, very good for both parties. And we don't know what's going to happen next. We have no idea what's happening next. We know that... uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas, Nancy Pelosi, has stole Christmas from us. She stole Thanksgiving from us. She stole Hanukkah from us. She is stealing all of America's sacred duty to forget these rat bums in Hollywood, in, in Hollywood I almost said, these rat bums in Washington. But these rat bums, it's not enough that they're rolling in more money than they've ever made in the history of their life. It's not good enough for them to just rob the Treasury blind. Now they have to crap on the American people and tell us to pay attention to them day and night. It's sickening. And I want to ask you again, if you could vote on impeachment today, would you vote to convict or acquit? But please be a little literate about it. If you're saying to convict, tell me why. Don't just say because I don't like him or he did this and you don't know the facts. We had a caller in hour one who said, well, he needs to be convicted because... He withheld aid to Ukraine. No, he didn't withhold aid to Ukraine. He sent the 400 some odd million dollars for Javelin missiles when their man Obama sent pillows and blankets 
uh, as aid to Ukraine. He faces a Senate trial, second in history. But the question is, how can he have a Senate trial if the power-mad Nancy Pelosi, the swamp mistress, will not send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate? Why is she doing it? Because a little man from Harvard Law School, a man who is so hateful that Trump won, Lawrence Treve, this deviant Harvard lawyer, comes up with a cockamamie idea, don't send them on to the Senate. He writes this in the Washington Post a few months ago. I have the article. I'm one of the few who did the research. He's the one who was the architect of Pelosi's uh, scheme. They schemed together. The David, David Harvest lawyer, Harvard lawyer, Lawrence Tribe, he is the man behind Pelosi's insanity right now. And Tribe is really mad because had Hillary won, he would have been on the Supreme Court. He's sure of it. He's been on the short list for a long time for two reasons. One has to do with stature. The other has to do with intellect. And so he made the short list twice. And now the man on the double short list is insanely jealous and hateful. So he teaches Pelosi a trick, a little trick. And that is don't send it on to the Senate. What the genius from Harvard didn't understand is that they don't even have to send it on because the Senate can acquit even if the House withholds the articles of impeachment. But again, she's so power-mad, Pelosi, that she's trying to control the Senate when she has no control over the Senate. The two different houses. Why? Why did the founders create a House of Representatives and a Senate? Why did they do it? Because they wanted a, divis- divide, excuse me, they wanted a division of power, separation of power. They didn't want it to be one body. They wanted it to be several bodies. So there'd be a somewhat split decision here. But the ultimate power resides not with Mad Pelosi, but with the Senate. And she's trying to tell the Senate how to conduct themselves when she's only a congresswoman from San Francisco, not a senator. She's not even a senator. But she's so above her pay scale that she's saying we're not even sending them on to the Senate. If you could vote, would you vote to convict or acquit? I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. So if you learned anything today on The Savage Nation, learn this. It was a crackpot Harvard lawyer who's filled with rage towards Trump because he would have been on the Supreme Court had Hillary been allowed to steal the election. His name is Lawrence Tribe. He's the one who concocted this plot to withhold turning off, turning over the uh, articles of impeachment to the Senate for a final vote. He thought it would be very clever to do a thing like that. This is why he's a professor, because he can get to do this to the children who enroll in his classes, manipulate them. But he can't do it to America. And in a few minutes, we're going to have Joel Pollack on, who studied this very well, and he said the Senate can acquit even if the House withholds articles of impeachment. He'll explain exactly why. Not off topic, but rather a diversion for a slight second. I told you one of my hobbies is history. And I caught a magazine, caught in my eye the other day in a bookstore called History of the Clash of the Samurai. And you say, what does that have to do with this? Listen to the subtitle, Clash of the Samurai, Backstabbing and Bloodshed in Medieval Japan's Brutal Civil War. That caught my attention. Backstabbing and bloodshed in medieval Japan's brutal civil war. But what happened was it led to a military dictatorship. Will that happen here? Can Pelosi trigger a civil war in this country with her overt, her overt violation of every tenet of decency, every tenet of democracy, every tenet of history? Could she trigger a civil war? I pray not. What will the backlash be? I guess fundraising for both parties. We're just a passive nation. Republicans have never rolled in as much money in their lives. Democrats have never had a bigger, better campaign issue. So you start to ask yourself, I'm exhausted from this garbage. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's consuming us day and night. Can't they stop? And just when you think it's over, the swamp mistress pulls another trick. Another trick. 
the another trick she pulls now is I'm not sending them on to the Senate. They can drop dead. I don't care what they think. What kind of country has this become? You talk about impeachment. It's she who should be impeached for doing this to America. But what do you think? Should Trump be acquitted or should he be uh, convicted? And again, I ask it again. I asked it before. And we'll continue to discuss that if you'd like. I mean, it's kind of redundant in a certain way. We had a few people say impeach him but or convict him, rather, but they didn't have strong arguments for saying so. They were confused by the lies of the media, who is a part of the... The media is the Democrat Party to the 99th percentile. Who wrote in 1999, Beware the Government Media Complex? Yours truly, Michael Savage. Speech at the Commonwealth Club in Pelosi's own backyard. Beware the government media complex. We know what happens in dictatorships when there is no press. We see it in North Korea. We see it in, in California. We see it in New York State. They do not want a vigorous press. That is why they own and control those in the newspaper business. Those in the television business are owned lock, stock, and barrel by the Democrat swamp mistress types. Uh, if you want that in America, if you want to live in North Korea, continue to salute Nancy Pelosi. She has every instinct of a dictator. I hope that uh, McConnell, though, stands up to her. He seems like he's doing a great job, and I think he's strong enough for the job. He's much smarter than all of us getting credit for, by the way. When Pelosi was confronted today at a press conference about what she was doing, this little stunt she pulled, she shut them down and said, no, no, no. Why don't you talk about the free trade agreement? No, no, no. We don't want to talk about impeachment because she could not answer even the stooges that she controls. Even the stooges are starting to stand up and say, wait a minute now, this is sickening. When I come back, Senate can acquit even if House withholds articles of impeachment right here on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So sometimes people are too smart for their own good. So Lawrence Tribe, the failed Harvard lawyer, comes up with a cockamamie stunt, and he teaches uh, the swamp mistress, Pelosi, withhold the articles of impeachment. Now, the House already voted. They cannot control when the Senate hears it. The Senate can just start the so-called trial whenever they want. But people are saying the reason she's doing this is because she's in the middle of a project to impeach the voter pool via illegal aliens with driver's licenses in every state. And when they finish that little stunt, then Schumer will hold a so-called fair trial. Once the country's filled with illegal aliens from Mexico, El Salvador, uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and other places of pure and absolute tyranny, then the illegitimate Democrat Party will hold a vote under the other genius, Charles Schumer. So I, perplexed, I was perplexed this morning on how the hell is she doing this? They're finished. The House is finished. They're turning it over to the Senate. No. Then there she is, the most power-mad woman in American history. Pelosi says, I'm not turning them over. Press tries to question her. She says, I'm not answering you. I'll talk about anything else. So I searched for the answer. And the only answer I found was uh, from Joel Pollack, who says the Senate can even acquit if the House withholds articles of impeachment. Joel is a senior editor at Breitbart News. He earned an A.B. in social studies uh, and public policy from Harvard and a J.D. from Harvard Law School. He's a really bright guy. He's a winner of the 2018 Robert Novak Journalism Alumni Fellowship. He's the co-author of How Trump Won, The Inside Story of Revolution. Joel is with us now to elucidate and illuminate. Joel, welcome to the Savage Nation. Thanks for being with us. Great to be with you. Joel, after weeks of hearing about the urgency, urgency, urgency to impeach because Trump was such a threat to the republic, now they're holding back the articles of impeachment. What is Pelosi trying to do with this failed tactic? Huh. Well, in a column I'm going to publish tomorrow, I'm going to say she is attempting to obstruct Congress because she's trying to stop the process from going forward. But unlike President Trump, she has no authority to do so. Trump was within his rights to fight the subpoenas from Congress through the courts. But Pelosi has 
zero authority to stop the Senate from holding a trial. We heard for weeks that the House has the sole power of impeachment. Okay, but the Constitution also says right there that the Senate has the sole power to try the impeachment. So mm-hmm. once the impeachment happens, the Senate can try the impeachment and all this debate and discussion about how the pieces of paper on which the articles of impeachment are supposed to arrive, it's just sophistry. It doesn't mean anything. Mm. The Senate Mm -hmm. just have a trial whenever it wants to as soon as the impeachment has happened. Well, you write that according to the Constitution, the Senate can still take action. You mean McConnell could do that Saturday or Monday? He could do it today. He could call Chief Justice John Roberts and say, Mm. come on over, and he can swear in the Senate as mm. jury, which he has to do, and mm. have a trial today. Hmm. Well, doesn't Pelosi risk anything with this uh, uh, power-mad move? Well, on the one hand, no, because she has a kind of Greek chorus in the media who are taking this seriously as if it's really something she has power to do. And McConnell is giving her a little bit of leeway, not much, but he's basically allowing her to destroy her own case. You know, that old saying, never interrupt your enemy while he is making a mistake, or words to that effect. So he's letting her do this. But, you know, she can't really win here because, again, as you pointed out, they've made the case for weeks that removing Trump from office is an urgent necessity. That's why we have to rush through everything. That's why we wait for the witnesses. We have to rush everything. Everybody said it. Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, that was the case for weeks. Literally hours after she finished saying that on the floor of the House, she was telling the press that she hadn't sent these articles yet to the Senate and might not do so. Joel, look, you're obviously an expert on this subject. You're a a lawyer. You study these things in great detail, and you're a journalist. Do you feel this is backfiring amongst independents? Let's forget liberals or, or conservatives. Do you think independents have had enough of this? I do. I do think independents have had enough of it because, first of all, they were told this was a very serious crime committed by the president, a high crime and misdemeanors and so forth. Then they look and they see on the first day of this circus, the witnesses are talking about Russia and foreign policy, and it's all very arcane. There's no crime. And now it's not even urgent anymore. And I think they get the sense that Congress is just wasting everybody's time for politics. You know, the opinion polls out there show that the public is pretty evenly divided for or against, maybe even slightly against now. But the one thing that has almost two-thirds majority support is the Mm. view that Democrats are doing this for politics and not for any principle. So this could have an effect on the voters in some way. Now, here's the real question to me. I live in San Francisco. I am disgusted by what I saw Feinstein do during the uh, Supreme Court nomination. I was sickened by it. It really got me nauseous. Now I see this other one from Pacific Heights. And I started to research Tonopah, the $737 million in loan guarantees to Pelosi's brother-in-law. I know it's ancient history, and I realize nothing illegal was done, I guess. Why is that not coming up from the Republicans, even questioning it? It's a very good question, and I don't think my answer is going to be very satisfactory, but we brought this all up about five or six years ago. One of our Breitbart editors, Peter Schweitzer, wrote a book called Throw Them All Out, and it was, okay. about, it was about deals like the ones Pelosi and her family were able to take advantage of, largely because of her position. She had access to early public offerings of certain companies, And the reason that not much ever gets done about this is that it's a bipartisan problem. There are Republicans. That's what I thought. Because I've been I've been asking. I see the article crony capitalism in the Washington Examiner from 2011 in my research today. Seven hundred and thirty seven million dollars in green jobs loan given to Nancy Pelosi's brother in law. Not illegal, but certainly raises questions. And I said, wait a minute. The only reason they're not investigating is because the Republicans must have benefited the same way. And I guess you're confirming that. It's, it's that corrupt, huh? It's that so corrupt. Corrupt. It's a little less corrupt than it was because after Peter Schweitzer put that book out, 
Congress passed the Stock Act, which prevents some kinds of what used to be legal insider trading. Hmm. Now, members of Congress can't trade stock on information that they get access to before the public does. But there are still all kinds of other ways to make money if you're well-placed in the political system. Well, sure, if you're the son of a vice president like Hunter Biden, there's plenty of ways to get on boards of oil companies and whatnot and then make believe you you didn't do it. Okay, so we're dealing with this very serious issue. As a man who has his stethoscope to the heartbeat of politics, Joel, uh, do you think McConnell is going to go and do that? Is he going to hold the, the, the uh, trial? I think he would prefer not to have to do something preemptive mm. because if he does that, it becomes a case for the Democratic Senate candidates in 2020. They'll say, we can't even get a trial in the Senate because it's run by Republicans. That's the case they're going to make. Of course, that's not the reason they can't get a trial. The reason they won't actually have a full-fledged trial is mm. because the articles of impeachment don't actually allege anything impeachable. That was what McConnell said earlier in the week, and he was 100% right. He said, these articles don't even rise to the level that the Constitution requires mm. to even consider. So they'll have opening arguments, and the Chief mm. Justice will be there, so technically there'll be a kind of a trial. But then they'll have a motion to dismiss all the Republicans will vote for it, and that'll be the end of the story. At least that's McConnell's plan right now. But if they decide preemptively before Pelosi, quote-unquote, hands over the articles of impeachment, if they just decide to declare the president not guilty, in a sense, in absentia, without any prosecutors there, without any House managers, you know, the Democrats will basically try to run on that. Now, I don't think that's a very good argument, but McConnell tends to avoid anything that might jeopardize his position as majority leader of the Senate. He doesn't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize the Republican majority, and Republicans have a lot of seats up this next cycle. So I think he's going to see if they can come to some kind of accommodation before he starts doing that sort of thing. But really, I think he should just call John Roberts this afternoon or tomorrow morning and say, hey, let's get this done and I'll go on Christmas holiday together. We're speaking with a very great journalist, Joel Pollack from Breitbart, senior editor at large at Breitbart News. J.D. from Harvard Law. So he's not an uneducated journalist. He's quite well uh, schooled in these, in these issues. And your article is great today. Senate can acquit even if House withholds articles of impeachment. But Joel, while I have you on the, on the Savage Nation, you know, I researched where this um, scheme came from, Pelosi's withhold the uh, articles from the Senate scheme. It came from Lawrence Treeb or Tribe. I don't know how to pronounce the man's name. And uh, my allegation is that he's pissed off because he's so angry that Trump won because had Hillary won, he was on the short list to go on to the Supreme Court. Can you tell us more about this character, Lawrence Tribe or Treeb? I actually had him as a professor in law school. He oh oh did I hit Klon- a Klondike? Oh God, thank you. The radio, <laughs> the radio God has spoken. Tell us. <laughs> well, I have to say this. He has gone off the deep end over Trump the way many people have, because in law school, he was a left-wing professor who argued for the living constitution and all this sort of thing. But he was a fair-minded guy. He knew I was conservative, and in fact, he was quite cordial and collegial when it came to debates in the class. Mm. All kinds of debates over freedom of speech and the Pledge of Allegiance and all kinds of Mm. things like that. And, and he was very fair-minded, and he actually enjoyed a good debate. But I think, like a lot of his colleagues, when Trump won, which wasn't supposed to happen, mm. according to them, he really went off the deep end. And uh, another one who, who made the same observation was Alan Dershowitz, who was mm. writing about Lawrence Tribe in his new book about impeachment, the case against mm. impeaching Trump. And Dershowitz mm. observed that, that Lawrence Tribe had actually written some very intelligent things about impeachment and the limits of impeachment, but when it came to Trump, he wanted to impeach Trump on Inauguration Day, literally hmm. on Inauguration Day, because he wanted to take Trump down over the emoluments clause and other sorts of things like that. So, so Trump basically set him off, and you've seen it in a lot of different places, not just in the legal academy, but Hollywood, the media, people who were formerly quite reasonable, even on the left, hmm. off the deep end because of Trump.
their reaction to Trump, not because of Trump. Well, well this is very interesting. Isn't it true, though, that as well, not though, as well, that he was on the shortlist to be put on the Supreme Court uh, uh, if Hillary had won? Is, is that correct? It's possible. There's only one reason that I doubt that that might be true, which is that he had a lot of health scares in recent years, and I don't think they would want to nominate someone who they have to see a Republican president replace in a few years' time. You know? I, okay, I know. I know his name was floated during Obama, the Obama years, as a Supreme Court nominee. I'm pretty sure. And, and even, even I think during the Clinton years, his name might have come up because he was already well known by then. But I think at this stage, he probably wouldn't be likely simply because of age and health reasons. Interesting. So like the celebrities, so-called, the uh, so-called celebrities, the people that we love so much are celebrating, so is academia, so is the, uh, the legal profession. Okay, last question, Mr. Pollock. What happens next in your gut, in your gut reaction? Is the Senate going to move ahead without the articles of impeachment, or is Pelosi going to see the light because of the reaction of the press today? It was not very good, by the way, when she, she tried to speak over them they asked her about impeachment she wouldn't let them she said let's go on and talk about trade agreements and they were pressing her and she said this is starting to sound like another country let's move on do you think she's going to uh, sort of give up here and, and and forward the uh, articles i think that's the likeliest option and she'll claim that was her plan all along and there was never any other plan and it's just like she told them she had to figure out who the house managers were going to be which is ridiculous because she plans everything. And if she thought this was as urgent as she's been telling us for weeks, she would have had those managers lined up last night. But she's going to tell us that this was her plan all along. The Democrats tend to do this, especially now. They're holding a finger to the wind and seeing which way things go. Mm. Focus group testing all the different possible articles of impeachment before they figure out which ones they're going to try to charge and Mm. so forth. So I think she's going to test this out for another couple of days. And as you say, the media might start to tell her, look, it's time to move on from this. But who knows? Anything can happen. And Trump was out there today on Twitter saying he wants McConnell to declare the Democrats in default and just get this out of the way. Wow. Joel, do you practice law at this time or are you just simply in journalism? Most of my work is in journalism. I am technically in-house counsel for Breitbart, so I do some legal work in the area of First Amendment law, and ordinary stuff that comes up in a media company. Wow, because you're really smart. And, of course, I only trust one lawyer who is my lawyer, Daniel Horowitz, but now I have two lawyers I trust, and it includes yourself, Joel Pollack. Joel, great article in Breitbart today, Pelosi's tactics of holding on to the articles of impeachment. Fabulous, Joel. Thanks for coming on to the program today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for inviting me. Good. Well, you see where we have some hope here in America? Bright people, good educations who know the law. Back in a minute to take your calls on the Savage Nation. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. This is uh, the Savage Nation. Uh, These are my closing remarks today. Uh, Pelosi has shown a madness unlike ever seen before in American political history after uh, raping America with a false impeachment trial, after raping the president with a false impeachment trial, she's now raping the Senate by saying, I'm not sending on the articles of impeachment, drop dead, I don't care what you think. Even the slavish press tried to ask her what the hell she's doing, and she waved them off. Let us pray that the press does its job and forces the swamp mistress to do her job. That's it for today. Visit me online at michaelsavage.com. With God's will and your listenership, I shall see you tomorrow. The Westwood One Podcast Network.